Oh, beautiful people. Thank you for joining us today. Uh, we are without Marcos Melitzis because he is on vacation. Uh, more power to him. Hope he's having a good time. But instead, we've got a special guest today. One of my favorites. My favorite pollster nationally, of course. Uh, probably worldwide because I don't know any other pollsters worldwide. So on the whole globe. And that is Drew. Drew, say hi. Hello. Thanks for having <laughs> me on the show. Drew Linzer. He's the uh, he is the director of oh, and it's civics. Uh, yes. So that's civics with a Q. It's C-I-V-I-Q-S. And we do this monthly co-branded poll. Uh, with Daily Coast and Civics conducts it for us. And sometimes we we kind of work on the questions together. Sometimes they come up with questions entirely by themselves. Sometimes we, we you know, suggest a subject matter and then the real pollsters take over and, and figure out how to ask about it. Um, but anyway, but we, we have been doing some really interesting stuff lately, uh, I think, in our co-branded poll. I don't want to take too much credit for it. It's really Civics that comes up with the with how to attack these um uh, you know, these these topics. Um, we recently did one uh, that we had drew on a while back uh, about that was specific on transgender issues. Um, and I think we had some really interesting findings from that. And today we have a deep dive on abortion polling. And um, I think it's really interesting stuff, um, partly because civics ask questions that I haven't seen anybody else ask. Um, partly because it's obvious that regardless of what Republicans might want, this is going to be a huge topic uh, next year. I know we spent a lot of time listening to Republicans tell us last year that by November, when women wouldn't remember that they were second class citizens and that they didn't have bodily autonomy. And guess what? They did remember and they still remember. In fact, they probably remember even more. There was a of course, a ruling uh, by a federal judge in Texas that made the issue of abortion, you know, uh, important all over again. And not just in Texas, but nationally, because um, this judge ruled that uh, early medical medical ab abortion pills could not be distributed, were banned. And he banned them nationwide, uh, even though he's just a federal judge in Texas. The Supreme Court uh, put that ruling on hold while it goes through the appeals process. So that ruling is cur currently under appeal. It I think brings home for people the fact that if you live in a blue state like I do in California that has voted to uh, protect abortion rights, um, that has put it in the Constitution, as voters did also in Miss Michigan um, last cycle, as voters did in Vermont last cycle, um, it doesn't matter. Because if you have some right wing judge in the Fifth Circuit, which is a historically very conservative extremist um, circuit, you just don't know what's going to end up affecting you. Um, and um, this is a extremely common the the um, abortion pill, the, the early abortion pill, um, the medical abortion pill is an extremely common way for women to safely um, undergo early in their pregnancy, uh, you know, abort a fetus or abort a, abort, um, a pregnancy. And uh, it is, uh, it's very easy to administer. 
Um, women can mostly administer, take it at home, take the pill at home in the, in the um, comfort of their own home. I mean, it's frightening what's going on in this country, to be honest. And I, you know, I'm an optimist. So I think we can, <laughs> I think we can ultimately right this ship, but we have to be honest about where we are and where we are is somewhere that was unimaginable just two years ago. Even even amid Trump's presidency and how crazy off the hook it was, unhinged it was all the time, um, it was hard to imagine a patchwork system for abortion in our country. Um, something that I kind of got used to when the same-sex marriage bans were in place, that some states you could get married in and have that, married, that marriage recognized and some you couldn't. Now, some states you can get an abortion in and some states you can't. Um, so that's where we are. Um, and we are not just beholden to our state, but we're beholden to the most right wing forces of the Republican Party who there's what they want to do. What Republicans want to do is have a nationwide abortion ban. It's it's that simple. So um, in any case, I've <laughs> had a lot to say. Drew's been here nodding along, and uh, I want to bring Drew into the conversation now about this poll. Um, Drew, tell, tell us a little bit about this poll um, and how you sort of think about it, how it's organized in your mind in terms of some of the findings. Yeah, sure. So uh, thanks again for having me on the show. And as you said, we worked together to come up with really a deep dive on the, on the issue of abortion access to um, abortion reproductive rights more broadly and people's values and, and preferences around uh, the issue. Uh, we conducted a national survey of uh, 1,159 registered voters and um, touched on what I would consider a few key themes. Uh, one uh, to start is feelings about access to medical abortion, uh, as you were just describing in the Supreme Court's recent decision. Uh, we had a series of questions about abortion rights and what laws should govern uh, abortion. Um, and then a third set of questions having to do with people's personal values and ways in which how people feel about abortion at a personal level may or may not actually overlap with what they think policy should be. So um, some really good findings on each of those, in each of those groups. Um, I should say there's actually a couple more things that maybe are a bit more of, of strategic political value. We can come back to those at the very end about whether. Oh, no, they won't come back at the very end. I may yeah. I may pull those up at any at any okay. moment, because to me, that's the juice right there. And I don't want to deprive people. <laughs> I don't want to tease them until the very Jeez. end. You know, I always have this conflict, right? Because I have um, I, I studied. Well, I've studied all kinds of stuff, print and documentary and whatever. And in broadcast, um, you know, I had a, a broadcast professor who always wanted to take the documentary I was working on and take everything that was the juiciest part of it and put it in the first two minutes of the documentary. <laughs> it's like, All right, well, we um, can start there. okay, there's still 20 minutes to go. Uh, I'll, so, I'll tell you what, let's, yeah. let's, start, let's start there. Um, you want to front load? Well, if, if what you care about is how abortion is playing politically, yeah. uh, let's, just, let's just start there and then we can get into the values and the opinions and policies and stuff. But um, we asked people just straight up, 
Who do you think uh, your opinion on abortion is closer to, Democrats or Republicans? And people said Democrats. Um, the specific question was, do you think that your opinion on the issue of abortion is closer to Democrats or Republicans in your state? So nationwide, 49% of people said Democrats, 31% of people said Republicans. And interestingly, everyone else said either neither, so 16% neither Democrats nor Republicans, or 5% unsure. And um, right off the bat, that's an 18-point uh, lead here uh, in favor of Democrats. And when you break it down by party ID, it gets even more interesting because um, Democrats almost unanimously say Democratic leaders are closer to them on the issue of abortion. Independent voters, by an almost two to one margin, also side with Democrats. So it's 45 to 24, uh, seeing themselves as closer to the to Democratic leaders in their state. This is among independents. Now, among Republicans, you would expect that Republican voters are close, say that they're closer to Republicans in their state. Uh, but in fact, only 67% of even Republican voters say that. 9% of Republican voters say that they are closer to Democrats in their state on abortion. And 16% of Republican voters say that they're closer to neither Democrats nor Republicans uh, on the issue of abortion in their state. I mean, Wait, by so any measure, many, this is a winning issue for Democrats. For Democrats, 67% say they are, of Republicans say they are in support or are close to the Republican position. Is that right? Right. But a third okay. of Republicans a third don't. don't. Right. Right. So here's one from a political standpoint. Here's something that I've pointed out a couple times um, that I've been fixated on um, just in terms of how this is playing politically. And then we can go back to some of these, um, you know, some of these categories that you have sort of mm -hmm. separated out so that we can organize this in a in a fashion that people might be able to remember. But um, but one thing I noticed uh, was that we had this question about. Um, whether or not people were concerned that a federal court ruling or a federal law might mm -hmm. affect access to abortion in their state. Um, and uh, and what it came down to was um, that twice as many people were concerned about that and about it being restrictive, more mm -hmm. restrictive um, in their state or making access uh, to abortion more restrictive in their state. Twice as many people were concerned about that, 44%, than were concerned about a federal law or court ruling um, expanding access in their state. 22% were That's concerned right. about that. So when I think about that, then, then there was another 27% that said, no, I'm not concerned. Right. Um, but that's only basically a quarter of the electorate. I mean, you know, so you've got you've got almost and 7% were unsure, but you've got a good portion of the electorate that is concerned one way or the, or, or the other and much more concerned um, in the in favor of Democrats. Right. The Democratic position um, that. It shouldn't be constricted more uh, than it is. Um, and I just want to make one more point about that, which is if you go into the crosstabs and look at them, the people who are concerned about a federal uh, law or court decision restricting access in their state is 
particularly concern people of color. In 60 percentile, you have black people, um, black voters and Latino voters saying that they are concerned about that in the 60th percentile. Isn't that right, Drew? I think you're looking at it right now. I don't know. I have it up here. You're wondering where my my gaze is going. Uh, No, no, I I know where it's going. So I'm (laughs) I'm wondering if you'll cite the exact number. That's right. Um, 62 percent of black voters say they're concerned that a federal law or court decision will make abortion policy more restrictive in their state, 60% of Hispanic voters. Not only is is there more of a concern among uh, people that abortion will be restricted, but there is an, an intensity gap between Democrats and Republicans and, uh, and even independents where Democrats are much more concerned about restrictions than Republicans are about perhaps some federal decision making abortion more accessible. Um, Democrats, uh, by a margin of 75 to 5, say that they're concerned about additional restrictions, with only 17% saying that they're not concerned. Independents, 45 to 19, concerned about some federal law causing more restrictions to to be put into place in their state. Um, Whereas... 37% 37% of Republicans say, I'm not concerned about, about what might happen at the federal level. So, um, again, this is something where Democrats are, are in alignment. They want abortion to be safe and accessible, and they think that the government should not be coming in, but they're worried that some federal decision may come in. Specifically I mean, again, to restrict. Specifically to restrict. Yeah. To restrict. Yeah. And, and again, I mean, if we're talking about what this means politically, uh, this is a very strong issue for Democrats and an issue that motivates Democrats because Democrats are worried. And, and some people will say, OK, well, sure. You know, I mean, number one, that's it's motivating for two demographics that we definitely need to get out to the polls. OK, we definitely need to vote for Democrats. I mean, and and black voters have very historically done, you know, had high turnout in presidential elections. Um, and voted for Democrats in you know high numbers. Um, it, it's the backbone. You know, black voters are the black backbone of the Repo- of the Democratic Party, not the Republican Party, and get sued for defamation. Defamation. Um, <laughs> um, but <laughs> but um, but Hispanic voters, Latino voters. Um, that's a group of people that it sometimes doesn't turn out as you know as. In, in as high propensity as as we would like. And despite all the, you know, all the wringing of hands about whether or not uh, Republicans are making a bigger inroads with Latino voters, they still vote largely for Democrats. OK, now there's a difference. I mean, the Latino voters are not all the same. There's a difference between the Cubans and the Venezuelans and the, you know, people who come from Mexico. And, you know, it's they, they cannot it's not a monolithic group. But Democrats are still winning them by and large. So we want more of them to turn out, generally speaking. Um, the other thing I just want to say, some people might say, OK, well, that's probably blue state Democrats that are worried about that. True. I mean, I'm worried about it and I'm a blue state Democrat. I'm not sitting here thinking that California is going to restrict my access. But we need people in every region of this country, Democrats to turn out. And I'll tell you why. It's partly the presidential in the swing states, 
But also, uh, and, and then the Senate, of course, we've got some important Senate races where that will matter in uh, Pennsylvania, in Montana, in Ohio, in a lot of these swing states. But the other thing is, is that the Democrats lost the House probably because we we sagged our turnout sagged in some blue bluish districts in New York and also in California. OK, if if people are motivated to get to the polls because they they don't care that they're in a blue state, they're animated by this issue and they realize it's a threat that is going to help Democrats retake the House. We can't have we can't afford to have anybody say, ah, oh, this isn't going to affect me. We need everybody to, to be thinking, yeah, this could affect me or someone I love. Um, and and get to the polls because of it. Um, and and so this is just one more motivator for people in a blue state who figure, oh, well, you know, if, if it comes down to Biden and whoever else, I know Biden will win my state. Um, they're going to want to go out and make a statement um, in their district. And that's helpful um, in terms of flipping the House, um, as well as motivating people to get more involved, um, across the country in donating, in phone banking, um, in canvassing, things like that. So, all right, uh, Drew laid out these three categories. Let's talk about medical abortion, Drew. Um, tell us what you got there. Okay, so right off the bat, we asked Americans uh, whether they think that uh, medical abortion pills should be legal or illegal in their state. And a majority of people said legal, uh, just legal, period, 54%. We gave folks an option to respond legal under certain circumstances. That's legal, but it's a differently worded version of legal. And another 19% of people said that that's uh, what they felt comfortable with. And then 19% said illegal. So um, just rounding it off here, it's about 75% legal to about 20% illegal. This is a huge majority of people who say that they want uh, abortion pill to be legal in their state. Obviously, um, almost every Democrat we spoke to said that, but interestingly, um, many, many Republicans also want this to be legal. Only 39% of Republicans said that they thought that the abortion uh, pill uh, and medical abortion should be illegal. Um, even a majority of Republicans want this to be legal. So that's not um, even close. This is something that there is a recognition um, that people want. So we followed that up by saying, well, what do you think about the Supreme Court decision um, that issued this ruling that preserved access to Mifepristone, also known as the abortion pill? Do you support or oppose this decision? And as you'd expect, 62% say they support uh, the decision to keep uh, the access to the abortion pill, only 25% oppose. And uh, I mean, there's just a staggering, staggering difference in favor of maintaining access. And um, this 25% who we see saying they oppose it, this actually comes back up again in various places in the survey, that there's really only about a 20 to 25% core of Americans who are really staunchly uh, anti-abortion, no matter how they describe themselves, when we give them specific ways to describe what their feelings are about their, you know, their own values and, and what policies they want, it's really just fifth to a quarter tops of Americans who want these new, more 
uh, severe restrictive policies that we're starting to see being pushed by uh, Republican politicians. There's just it's not really a lot of support or demand for that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so we usually think about how much support is there in favor of something. Right. But what came through in this poll that is that you're emphasizing and that I think is is worth, you know, cannot really be overstated enough, which is how little support there is for going the way that things are actually heading in the way that Republican politicians want them to go. Right. So it's not just that there's 60 percent in favor of legalization or 75 percent who want access to Mifepristone or whatever. Mm -hmm. It's that there's so little support going the other way. There's so little support for all out bans or for for not having access. It's it's really, you know, I mean, I just I I keep talking about the Republican strategy being the 50 minus strategy. You know, in this case, like because you normally are trying to build to 50 plus one in order to win an election. Right. In this case, it's it's 50 minus 25. Like it's their 50 minus 25 strategy. They're, they're appealing to 25 percent of, of the electric, essentially, uh, with their with their, um, you know, really drive to ban to get a national abortion ban. Yeah. In fact, we asked people. Uh, this is a very common way that pollsters ask a question about abortion. But we asked people, do you think abortion should be? Legal in all cases, legal in most cases, illegal in most cases, or illegal in all cases. And only 8% said illegal in all cases. And in fact, only 14% of Republicans said illegal in all cases. So even Republicans, by and large, who, who would prefer to make abortion more illegal, are not saying that it should be 100% illegal. They want exceptions. Um, 57% of Republicans say illegal in most cases. 20% of Republicans say legal in most cases. Uh, And then there's some Republicans, 3% who say legal in all cases. So it's just, it's a very small constituency for, um, for making abortion illegal. Okay. Have we already talked about policy, um, policy, you know, abortion policy and the government's role. Did we kind of get into that in the beginning when we talked about the politics of this? Or do you have anything you want to add on that front? Yeah. You know, sometimes when we do these surveys, we take we take that initial question and we kind of we kind of probe it and say, you know, well, what about what about if you consider this possibility? What about this possibility? And um, one of the things that we asked about in this survey, because we we were able to ask some more detailed questions was what about doctors who facilitate abortions? Um, what about women who um, you know, are faced with choices about their pregnancy and, and abortion? Um, should they face legal consequences? Should they be exposed to the risk of legal consequences? Um, so let me just give you the wording here so you can hear what you say. So which comes closer to your point of view? A, Doctors should be able to perform abortions without fear of consequences or B, doctors who perform abortions should face legal consequences because these are policies that are being put on the table. And 62% of people say doctors should be able to perform abortions without fear of consequences. Only 26% are supportive of this idea that doctors should face legal consequences. So there again, there's that 20 you know, 20, 25%. What about women? Women should be able to make 
their own choices about abortion or women who have abortions should face legal consequences. Um, 64% say women should be able to make their own choices without fear of legal consequences. Only 20% say that women who have abortions should face legal consequences. Now you could say, well, that's even 20% is a very big number for this idea that women who end their pregnancies uh, with abortion should face legal consequences such as fines or imprisonment. Um, Yes, 20% is a lot of people who, who believe that. On the other hand, that means that 80% of people don't believe that. And again, that's just, a, that's just an enormous uh, majority of support for this idea that um, doctors and women should not have to consider being fined or imprisoned for uh, facilitating, performing, or having abortions. And they were they are undoubtedly thinking about this. Doctors are thinking about this. Uh, women are thinking about it. I know there was I wish I could tell you who did this study. But recently there was a study done where um, they they gave a script to women who pretended essentially that they were pregnant and they were calling around, I think, in Oklahoma hospitals. Um, mm-hmm. What would their options be um, if they, you know, ended up having a pregnancy that went awry or, mm-hmm. you know, what 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 would the doctors do? What would the hospital do? And there, there was this whole range of answers because there's no longer a med, you know, there's no medical standard. Well, the medical standard is this is what used to happen. Right. What's the best medical standard that we can have that's most likely to, number one, save the life of the woman and number two, save the life of, of the baby? And, it, you know, this, this is this is what um, the scenario was, is that they wanted the baby, but there was something horribly wrong with it or something mm-hmm. went horribly wrong amid the amid the um, uh, the birth. Right. So. Um, and just the idea that there isn't a, there, there is a medical standard of practice, but it's not being put into use in most of these places anymore in most of these red states, because especially red states that have any sort of abortion restrictions or ban or penalties or whatever, all of the the practitioners in those areas are working um, over time, not to obviously end up in jail or get sued out of being, you know, uh, in practice or whatever. Um, and th- that means that that means that they're not working for the best medical outcomes of their patients. It means that they are working to avoid getting punished, understandably, by the state. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, the, the the state is 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 giving these doctors um, and and nurses, uh, these medical practitioners, impossible choices. Um, and we're starting to see now, there's reports that, um, that, that uh, there's fewer uh, OBGYN residencies being done in some of these states that have some of the newest, harshest bans. I mean, you know, if they figure, it, what, what, who, if someone's going to get trained as an OBGYN, right. you're not going to want to go to one of these states, right? So they're going to have fewer, they're going to, there's going to be this incredible amount of brain drain in these red states that have done you know, uh, ho- horrible things to doctors and nurses and medical practitioners there who are simply trying to do their the best they can under impossible circumstances. And and look, you you, you know, you see the results of a survey like this. Uh, voters recognize this. 
they don't want this. They do not want doctors to be put in that position. And they especially don't want women to be put in that position. You may say, I cannot imagine a situation in which women would be uh, penalized for the, you know, getting an abortion, seeking an abortion, whatever. Well, I don't know if you guys remember, but in 2016, Donald Trump was asked that direct question, I think by Chris Matthews. And he said, yeah, you know, there probably have to be a penalty at some point. They're probably, they'll have to be penalized at some point. I can't remember exactly how he phrased it, but it was clear that he was talking about potentially punishing women. Uh, and this was in 2016. This was in mm-hmm. in his first run. It wasn't in 2020. Now he's now I think he's a little afraid of this issue. He's a little afraid that it could backfire if he overemphasizes it since he packed the court with a bunch of, you know, um, a bunch of right wing judges who who struck down abortion rights as soon as they had in the fir- at the very first opportunity they had. <laughs> it's just like, yep, we're, we're headed straight for that, uh, you know, that bomb right right at the beginning. So anyway. Um, all right. And then the third category you mentioned was um, uh, personal effects. Yeah. Values. I do want to say when Joe Biden launched his reelection campaign, he did so with a values based uh, video that emphasized uh, freedoms that emphasized, uh, you know, um, reproductive freedom, freedoms to all kinds of things like reproductive freedom, like uh, bodily autonomy, like voting rights, um, you know, freedom to cast your ballot and have it be counted, Um, you know, um, the freedom to seek medical care um, and get the medical care that you think is best for you, Um, the freedom to be safe from uh, fear of being gunned down in broad daylight because our whole country has been overridden with a bunch of, um, you know, assault weapon style guns. Um, So freedom and the values-based argument was the one that he made and he launched his reelection with. So I think it's perfectly appropriate that we are going to look at um, what the, what the values are here on abortion. So with that in mind, Drew. Yeah. So, so much of the debate around abortion, at least in public opinion, comes down to these, these labels that we hear all the time. Pro, are you pro-choice or are you pro-life? And those labels do not really capture, I think, accurately and specifically what uh, people really feel or what they would feel if they were put in a position of, of having to confront a decision about ending a pregnancy themselves. Um, we did ask in this survey how people describe themselves. Do they describe themselves as pro-choice or pro-life? But we also gave them the option to say both um, or, or something else. So on this question, just as a first measurement, uh, 45% of people said that they consider themselves, they describe themselves as pro-choice, 33% pro-life. So that's a net of 12 towards pro-choice, again, highlighting that this is a a good issue politically for Democrats. Uh, But 14% said that they consider themselves themselves both pro-choice and pro-life. And so what does that really mean? Um, You know, I think that that makes sense to some of us, uh, that these labels aren't exactly capturing what people want or what they believe. And they say, yes, you can be both pro-choice and pro-life, depending on your interpretation. But let's, let's get a little bit more specific here. And um, here's a scenario. We ask folks, well, okay, think about this. If a friend or loved one was choosing to have an abortion and came to you for support, 
How would you react? Would you, number one, I would support them without question. Two, I would make sure they considered other options, but would ultimately support their decision. Or three, I would strongly oppose their decision and could not support it. And the, the number of people in that third category who simply say, I could not support it, is it's only 21%. It is, again, that, that very small core of people. And look at the other two options. 37% of people say, I will support them without question. 38% said, I would make sure they consider other options, but I would support their decision. So at, at a personal values and experience level, people understand that that this is a choice that people should, women should be able to make, that whether it's their friend or their loved one, um, that, you know, counsel them however you like with whatever your values are, but ultimately this is a decision that they should be able to make. Uh, there's one more question I want to describe here for you. We asked folks, well, which of these following statements come closer to your view? Number one, I, I, I love this question, by the way. I love this, this question. This next one here? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's, it captures the same idea. Uh, what's closest to your point of view? Number one, I personally support a woman's right to an abortion and believe it should be legal and available. But number two, I'm personally against abortion, but I do not believe government should prevent a woman from making that decision for herself. Finally, number three, I personally believe having an abortion is wrong and should be illegal. So the percent of people who pick that third most restrictive category is just 26%. That's just, that's a quarter of the country picks it. You can, again, you can say, well, that's a lot. A quarter of people pick that would prefer making abortion illegal and they believe it's wrong. But the other way to look at it is 42% of people just come out and say, I support the right to abortion, period. This, this middle category is very interesting. I'm personally against abortion but I don't think government should prevent a woman from making that decision for herself. That's 27% of the country right there. These are people who recognize that, that what they believe personally does not belong as government policy, that they can hold a personal belief that abortion is something that they are against, and, and at the same time, recognize that government should not be putting laws in place that take those decisions away and those and those rights away from women. So it's it's right. really something to see just broken out in a survey like this, that there isn't this Democrats support abortion, Republicans oppose it polarization, dichotomy in public opinion. There is a very strong core of support among Democrats for keeping abortion available and safe and legal. And then among Republicans, there is a divide where, yes, some say abortion is wrong. They don't support it. They, should, they, should be, they think it should be illegal. But at the same time, there are many Republicans and, and many, many independents who recognize that Maybe this isn't something that they are personally comfortable with, but it shouldn't be going into government policy. And right. I think that right. it's really important that Democrats understand, Democratic leaders understand, that this is an issue that they have a mandate on and support from the public in large numbers uh, to keep abortion legal, to keep it safe, to keep it available. This is what people want. That's the policy they want. 
Right. This is the this is one of the one of the reasons that I, I like this question so much is that I think there was a an assumption uh, that if you were pro-life, if people identified themselves as pro-life, that that meant that they were that they wanted to ban abortion. That's right. Okay. And 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 that was a mistake that in the wake of the Dobbs ruling, which uh, by the Supreme Court last year, which struck down um, the constitutional right to an abortion, people kind of lumped all the pro-lifers together and they were like, okay, so the pro-lifers are anti-abortion, right? They're not, they're going to want bans. They're going to, it's the Republican position. And then the pro-choicers are Democrats. Okay. Mm -hmm. It's true. The pro-choicers are Democrats where they were wrong is that all the pro-lifers were um, supported the Republican position. They may have been Republicans, but they didn't necessarily report support the Republican position, which again is, is to have a national abortion ban. Now, they they might debate for a little while whether they want that ban to be, you know, um, six weeks or 12 weeks or 15 weeks. But their goal is, I can assure you, to get it down to where it's virtually nothing. Okay, any if they can get away with it, they will do it. And I'll talk I'll tell you why we know that in a second. But um, but uh, so. This category, I'm personally against abortion, but it should be legal. That 27 percent of people are probably people who identify as pro-life personally, but don't want the government to be making decisions for others based on that. It's a third of Republicans. A a third of Republicans say, yes, personally, I oppose abortion, but it should be legal. And incidentally, 7 percent of Republicans say that I support the right to an abortion. Right. So. Uh, again, on this on this measure, it's just barely a half of Republicans who say abortion should be illegal. So there are a large number of people in this country, conservatives, uh, who who may describe themselves as pro-life, but do not want policies put in place that take away access to abortion. Those two things are not synonymous. And it's really important for us to recognize that. Right. It's really important. And and again, people might say, well, if they're Republicans, who cares? They're going to vote for the Republican. Maybe not. You know, I mean, this is exactly the type of issue that's so important to people um, where you're where they feel like their basic freedoms, their basic bodily autonomy or their, you know, their um, child's basic bodily autonomy is under attack. The that the government could decide how to steer their child's future. Um, they or you know they had an abortion when they were younger. Um, they yeah, took the medical abortion pill, whatever, and and then they knew that because of that they were able to go to school or they were able to actually you know find a partner that was a good partner for them where they could you know raise a family um, together and provide a supportive environment. Whatever it is, these are these are important passionate values-based policies. And um, these are exactly the type of things where, you know, the MAGA Republicans, the people who are just essentially super into Trumpism or super into Trump, and they're virtually cultists at this point, they are not, this is not going to make them think twice, right? They're, they're, We're off the polling. We don't have Sorry. we don't have that in the poll, but, but go ahead. I'll, I'll, set, that, I'll wait, set aside. Wait, for Drew, what about the what about the question where you asked about the cultists and what they think? No, no, no okay. we'll so, save no, that for next month. I, yes, yes. To preserve um, Drew's reputation, I am off on my own jag now. <laughs> this is the Carrie Elavel jag, right? Um, but 
But um, but, you know, the, the MAGA Republicans are not they're not going to vote on abortion. They're just going to vote on, you know, who has the the R behind their name, who's the most Trumpist, you know, Trumpian character. Um, they, they are full believers at this point, MAGA Republicans in Trumpism, regardless if that's DeSantis, they decide or Trump or someone else. They are full full fledged MAGA Republicans. But there is still this roughly, and I usually think of it as roughly 20 to 25%. And that proves true, uh, you know, or, or looks to be based on this poll, um, you know, that 20, there's, there, that, that there's about 20 to 25% who I think of Republicans who maybe considered themselves old guard Republicans, establishment Republicans, reality-based Republicans. They're not super jazzed about, you know, the, the Trump direction of this party. These are, and, and, and particularly women. Um, I don't think you can underestimate people who have had children, who have faced, um, you know, challenges with pregnancies, um, who in some cases very badly wanted a child and had to have a really unfortunate, you know, um, intervention late in their pregnancy. People have life experience with this and it's, it is um, visceral for them. And this is the type of thing that can bring them to vote against um, someone, you know, who is, you know, like like Doug Mastriano, who ran for uh, governor in Pennsylvania mm-hmm. and just totally did a face plant because he was he was a super MAGA Republican, had uh, attended January 6th, the rally in Washington, um, <laughs> the parade in Washington <laughs> that turned into an insurrection, a violent insurrection. Um and but also wanted was very clear about wanting no exceptions for abortion um, and uh, a total abortion ban. And, you know, he, he lost to his Democratic rival by double digits, uh, didn't even come close in Pennsylvania, which is a swing state. So, you know, there are people who will either not turn out in protest or might even cast a ballot for a Democrat if they think that the uh, Republican candidate is just you know, so horribly wrong and intrusive on what is a personal decision um, for people that they just can't, they just can't they just can't cast a ballot for them and they will split tickets. This will split tickets and this could work both ways. They you know they might find that their local candidate is uh, you know more reasonable and they're willing to vote for them, but they're not going to vote for whoever the national candidate is, or they might reject both or they might go the other way they find the national candidate more palatable i can't imagine frankly under which circumstances that would be given the way the republican party is going but um but then don't find the local candidate palatable um and so all of these issues uh matter these visceral values-based issues we we found something very interesting along these lines that i, I do want to note um we took the Republican respondents and broke them out by age. So you would, you were saying something about, you know, age generational effects, life experience. How does this affect how people think about the issues we've been discussing? So very interestingly among Republicans, uh, Republicans become more supportive of access to abortion as they get older. And so here's just one example of this. We, we, we took this question of, of um, access to mifepristone and whether this should be legal 
So by age, the percent of Republicans who think that medical abortion should be legal, uh, it starts off at 43% among young Republicans, so 18 to uh, 34. Republicans 35 to 49, 49% think that medical abortion should be legal. 50 to 64, 51% think it should be legal. And among Republicans over age 65, that goes all the way up to 59% who think it should be legal. And I'll, I'll leave it to you or to the listeners to speculate as to why that may be. But empirically, it certainly seems to be the case that Republicans who are older, who perhaps have had more life experience, who have seen more things, um, are more understanding and, and about the issue of abortion and, and more open to um, certainly keeping medical abortion legal for that example, but there are other examples of it as well. So this is really, this is a wedge issue for Republicans uh, that gets to, to experience, to personal, um, to personal values, to perspectives, on how one's personal values should or should not be put into policy and, and what one's personal values might mean for um, the choices that other people have to make. I mean, it's a very, very strong and compelling issue for Democrats, no matter how you look at it. Yeah. And that's a that's a great place to wrap up here. I'm just going to reframe uh, Drew's uh, mm -hmm. uh, uh, phrasing just a little bit and say that it, it it is a wedge issue that works in favor of Democrats. And some people remember a long time where they thought that wedge issues worked in favor exclusively of Republicans that, you know, the worm has turned on that. Right. Um, we are now in territory where regularly the social issues are wedge issues that work in favor of Democrats. Um, that is mostly true on LGBTQ rights. It's mostly it's true on abortion um, and in other areas as well, um, including immigration and other places. So um, great place to wrap up. I just want to thank uh, Drew Linzer for joining me. He is the director of polling at a civics uh, that's civics with a Q C I V I. QS. I do want to thank you for listening to us, for being involved, um, for being engaged. If you're listening to this podcast, you're obviously engaged. Um, if you want something more granular that's focused really, really on the, you know, nerdy numbers, and I say that with love of my heart, the nerdy data around elections, we have another podcast called The Down Ballot. Um, it, the, you know, those guys, uh, the people who do that are, are frankly, um, we, you know, Marcos and I do sort of a 30,000 foot view here. We shoot from the hip. Um, we banter back and forth. Um, they do much more granular level, um, you know, uh, investigation of how things are playing in, um, in certain districts and which races are going to be interesting in the upcoming cycle. Um, and come to our site, dailycoast.com. Uh, you know, read us. If you haven't, if you've been listening but not reading, read us. You can comment in the com comment section. It's very well moderated. So there aren't people just like totally beating up on each other with, you know, bullyish type tactics. Um, it's a w another way to be involved. Um, and we uh, make, you know, elections. Uh, we, we, well, I don't. But the elections team actually uh, figures out the progressive candidates that are likely to make a difference and support them. And you can donate there um, as we get closer. We start to the races start to define themselves a little bit. So there's all sorts of ways that you can get involved. Listen to our podcasts. Come to DailyCoast.com. Read up. 
um, if you're tired of the way the New York Times or the mainstream media, you know, we are a fact based site, but um, but we're a lot more fun to read. Especially if you're a Democrat. If you're a Republican, maybe not so much. All right. Thanks so much. Take good care. Um, Be safe. And we will see you next week uh, here at The Brief Daily Coast. Thank you. Thank you.